You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast brought to you by ascully.com. And here are your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. For this week's podcast, we have shrunk Sid Talk down. And she's about... How tall are you now? You shrunk me down to 5'3 instead of 5'4. <laughs> <laughs> We've downsized. Oh wait, that's, that's just gravity and 50 years of life. So it was no magic. No science. Well, that is science, I guess. We've downsized you. <laughs> What was the before the after the show discussions? Mm, fixing the microphones, which is always riveting, and the movie and your keyboard, your new keyboard. You got a new keyboard, and I said, Are you going to talk about it for 10 minutes? And he said, No, but he probably will. That's about it. I did get a new keyboard. I'll talk about it now for 10 whole minutes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> now, I got the uh, Corsair K70 keyboard. See, here we go. It's a uh, mechanical keyboard, but it's got those uh, quieter brown switches, so it's not quite as noisy as the one I used to have. You mean the clunk, 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 clunk that yeah. I had to shut this door and the bedroom door if I ever wanted to not hear it in the bedroom? Yeah, I had um, the blue switches originally on, on my other keyboard, and they Nobody are the noisiest ones. They feel really good when you press them, but they are particularly noisy. These ones are not quite as noisy. And it's the RGB keyboard from Corsair, so it does all fancy lighting effects. Have a look at it. I think it's called the K70. Um, I'll, I'll pass. Thank you. I've heard enough pass? about it this week. I don't need to look at it. <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> you think this whole podcast revolves around you? Yes. Well, no, it doesn't. I bet you think this podcast is about you, don't you, don't you. Please don't sue us for that. It was really not representative enough of the original song. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> All right, so it is the weekend of uh, Saturday, May the 5th. This is after the show 529. We are a podcast that reviews movies. And the movie we're looking at this week is Downsizing. It's a 2017 movie. It's out now on Blu-ray, 4K, and digital. It's rated R, and it's from our friends at Paramount, who sent us a copy for review. And Sid Talk will give you the short synopsis of the movie Downsizing. What isn't digital now? I mean, a DVD is digital. All right, streaming then. Okay. <laughs> a synopsis? Really? It's a guy, and uh, he gets shrunk down to a smaller size. Oh, it's actual literal downside. It's very, very literal, and it's uh, slightly comedic, and there's a bit of love and life and drama and a little bit of political messaging. Thank you. You know I'm not good at these synopsises, and no, so if you continue right. to ask, they will continue to not be what you want. I did not mind that one. Excellent. All right, so the movie Downsizing. There will be spoilers, like there will be blood. There won't be any blood in this movie. No. Might be some teeth extractions in this movie. That's about it. But um, there will be some But not spoilers. in this podcast, I'm guessing. No teeth extractions? No. Uh, so go and uh, watch the movie, or if you don't care, stay. Or if you do care, go and watch it, come back, listen to what we have to say, because we are the most important people to listen to. Hmm. Disagree. So, what um, did you think of Downsizing? What I tell you before, I wasn't looking forward to it because the trailer looked really dumb. And then as we started, I'm like, oh, this isn't the Matt Damon movie that I was thinking of. 
Oh, yeah. The thing was, so I was, like, I was early, set up to be like, Ugh. Earlier today, I said to Sitar, we're watching Downsizing today. And she, this was the reply, oh, great. And I said, what do you mean, great? It looked really good on the trailer. And you went, uh, you went. I was merging two movies together. She for was real. actually thinking of the Matt Damon movie Suburbicon, which you could easily mistake for Downsizing. Easily. Yeah. Easily. A completely different movie. I was merging them together in my mind. So I had no expectations except to be like, oh, whatever. And then in the first five minutes, I'm like, oh, this is that other one. And then I was just, I just enjoyed it. I mean, it's not, um, here's my thing. I've always loved movies where they shrunk people down. And it's not because of the message or the drama or the characters. Let's all get real and grow up. You're talking as though there it's are a about, lot of movies where they shrunk people down. There are. There are lots of movies, even from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and nows, the 10s and the nots and the whatevers, since movie history began, probably. I don't know about the very earliest, like 1890s and stuff, but um, yes, there's always been that that trick of the film, you know, where people have figured out a special effect to make it happen. And I'm telling you now, if you watch the movies from the 50s with the shrinkage, this one doesn't have a lot of scenes that are any better convincing or more convincing or more like, oh, wow, what would it be like? You know, that's what I want is to be like seeing if I was this tall, five inches tall, then I want to see that person next to a mouse and next to a keyboard and next to a smartphone and next to a cup of tea. And I know that's the hook. Yeah, but and that's the dummied down version. But you can also do the political messaging and the drama and the self your exploration it doesn't work in this movie because the small people and they're not they're in their own world pretty much i know but that's the point if you show me a picture of a mountain let's see let's think of something else show me a picture of a whale okay just a picture of a whale i'm like wow it's a whale in the water but if you show me a picture of that whale with a diver next to it i'm like holy shit whales are big Right, and I was in a museum once where they had like the bones of a whale, or like the replicas of what the cartilage and bones or skeleton of a whale would be—the size it would be if you were next to it. That's what makes the whale, in relation to me, so amazingly humongous. But if I see a guy next to a blade of grass, which is a, there's a lot of that in this movie, I don't know. It doesn't do the same for me, and there's not a lot of. There's a couple of scenes where it's the big, the bit, the little people in little boxes that are being carried around and stuff, and even that didn't look did, spectacular. Remember? Did you like the uh, wall? They had a dollar bill as a um, yeah, poster on the wall. But I could also have a po- poster that I've made that was that big that looked just like a dollar bill. That's not impressive, right? But I mean, for sca- it was a good scale little thing. I thought a little fun thing there. No, because I don't. Anyway, I really we, want we didn't really say what the apart from your little synopsis. Why people are shrinking down? What's the deal? Save the planet, save the resources, and make whatever company we don't. We're never. It's never divulged who's actually at the top of the food chain here. Um, somebody's making a shitload of money, and also they're selling it as a way to save the planet. Yeah, and all the th- I, I enjoyed all the things that come with that. So it starts off. You see the scientist shrink a mouse down. You know. You see the. You see the thing, uh, oh, we've figured it out. And then you go some years later and people are getting shrunk down. And it's kind of like all the things that came with it I really enjoyed, such as, like, 
they shrink you down and they put you in a if you were a, a normal sized human it would look like a model village right like a model you know when you go to like Legoland and there's a model world but there's nothing fantastic about that so, unless I'm always seeing regular sized humans walking around the village so the advantage of it though is in the real world well you're still in the same world but when you're regular size you have a certain amount of wealth for instance this is how they sell it to them but when you're in downsized world suddenly you're the rich you're rich aren't you your um your wedding ring might be made out of gold in but then in small world it's worth what how many times more did they say didn't say about gold she just said that their $150,000 was equivalent to $12 million. Right. So you could live in a mansion, basically, in the small world. But you're giving up the big... And they do touch a little bit on the night before they're going to be shrunk down. They're in a bar and they're tell, tell, telling people in the bar, oh, we're getting shrunk down tomorrow. And there's a guy who's... They do touch on that little politically thing. like, Because mm-hmm. well, the guy says to them, well, do you think you should have the right to vote as much as we do when you're small? Because you're not you're not giving as much to society as we are. So there's a lot of that stuff in there, but not quite enough, right? Correct. It it kind of skirts on some issues, but it's doesn't... like the writer wants to tell the audience, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it. The people people won't like it, and here are some of the reasons why. I get it, but we're moving on with yeah. the story. So, you know, the process of being shrunk down. This is how I stand with this movie. Um, and the trailer, we just watched the trailer just to confirm this. I, mean, I had seen the trailer before. The trailer sells it differently than what the movie is. Mm-hmm. The trailer sells it as a light-hearted kind of special effects movie with um, you know people being shrunk down and the fun that being shrunk down entails for us watching these people in this different you know village, town, whatever. And it kind of dwells on all that, the funny parts of that and the special effects bits and the the actual movie itself, the first 45 minutes are what that trailer gives you. But after that, it's a complete... I feel like it hits a wall and becomes a different movie. I feel like it didn't even get to the shrinkage part for quite a while, which no, I like. I like this. I like a movie that's paced. I like the pace of this movie. Yeah, I'm I just did. saying, I wanted more big and small but- all the way through. But I did feel like the second half of the movie, while interesting, and it did have some interesting scenes and some pretty touching scenes, to be honest. Yeah. It wasn't, it didn't live up to the beginning of the movie. It kind of feels like something else. It almost feels like the being small is out the window for a while. You don't even, you forget. That That's that. what I'm saying. The reason you forget, because you're not seeing... Well, a cup and saucer or a telephone laying next to the person that could be having a dramatic scene and having an emotional moment, that's fine. But keep reminding me constantly. I want to know the difference in this world. That's like watching Bugs, you know. Um, Bugs Life. Bugs Life. That you're just constantly aware of how tiny they are. And yes, it's animated. I get it. And yet... That's part of it. You feel their smallness in the world and the struggle that that starts with that. And then we pile on the human problems. So my advice would be more big and small. Yeah, but so I, I really... It's a funny movie because it's actually a pretty long movie, nearly two and a half hours. But um, it does have a good pace. And I was I really enjoying the fact that, you know, 
Matt Damon's character and Kristen Wiig as his wife, they're getting ready to become shrunken down. And then you actually see the whole process of them being shrunk mm-hmm. down, which I really enjoyed I to see. Too. It was basically like at the beginning where you saw him shrink a mouse in this little microwave type thing. It was the big version of that with the people on the, yep. on the slide. And it was just cool looking. And when they were scooping, when they were small, they scooped them up with these little scoops and put them down. It just, it was so ingenious. I liked all that stuff. But then once they hit the downsizing world, which in real life, in regular size life, is like a big building <laughs> with a ta- with the town and everything inside it. Yeah. Once they become in that, they don't need to do the special effects anymore, obviously, because they're in a world that's their size. And to us as a viewer watching, it just looks like Matt Damon in a normal room, right? So we you're making the- my argument for me. That's good. That's nice of you. Right. So we don't... So from then on, from that point on... You're not really reminded about the downsizing part, aside from, like, you see a dollar bill on the wall. There's a bit towards the end where they're traveling and you can see plants that are bigger than them very briefly. That kind of thing. Yeah. So from then on, when it hits that section, it's really fun up to that point, and then it becomes kind of a political message almost a little bit 100 percent. it's not even a little bit don't skirt around it it's 100 percent political in many ways i find three you know, save the planet political comments yes yeah, save the planet which is like be less wasteful we treat immigrants and other poor people like shit and we have an elitist or a poor person society globally but they point out more american way like you know and then also this sort of like self-searching thing in life. What it, What is the point of me? Because you are, if you're a little person in this movie, and little person, you know what I mean? You've been shrunk down. Tiny. To be five inches tall. That you are, I mean, you are, because they point out the the political ramifications are that dictators and prisons and people in power or nefarious people can shrink a bunch of people down, stick them in a box, ship them to a country they don't like, or it could be a terrorist or it could be just getting rid of their immigrants. And so we're commenting on like how we dispose of people that we don't want. So it's very heavy in political message, which is fine. I don't care, but I don't like that you, people would be blindsided by that for sure. Yeah. And like I said to you, about halfway through the movie, I said, this is really unpredictable. It's not what I was thinking it would yeah. be. Now, I like that in one way, but I I also don't like being sold something and then them flipping it, like, like on purpose. Like, they know that this movie, as True. it is, if they tried to make a trailer of it, it wouldn't float everybody's boat. Be, a lot of people would be like, well, that looks kind of, hmm, looks like a political message. Yeah. But when you cut together the trailer in this fun way of only showing the first 45 minutes, really, it it feels like you've been duped a little bit. Because I, in my opinion, and I didn't enjoy this movie, mostly. Didn't or did? No, did. Okay. I like, I actually thought the first 45 minutes were way better than the rest of it. The rest of it, it could have been shorter for me. And it kind of meandered a little bit. It just like it was almost like that there was a really good setup and, and it's really you know intriguing and then it kind of goes off like just kind of floats away like and and what what it I'm not going to tell you the ending but what it really amounts to and and the ending and everything it wasn't that satisfying to me 
And even you, you said, I hope there's something after the credits to kind of... Yeah, I really, I was like, okay, there's going to be something else. Yeah, because it just ends. And I was like, okay. And that's supposed to be the thinking person's ending, where you sit and contemplate what he's contemplating, and you think to yourself, what is really important in life? And I agree, stories can do that to you. Movies have done that to me my whole life. But this is so blatant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just, but the thing is, I did have a good time. And this is a theme lately with movies. I'm having a good time, even with the worst ones. Right. Even with that one, that crappy one. Um, Geo stuff. Yeah. Had fun. Doesn't mean it's good. But this one has good qualities. Actually, I mean, some really good performances. Really good moments. I like that they took a chance. It's very, it feels, um... I don't know. I like that there are different people of different nationalities and it's just, it's, but that also feels a little forced. Like we need, you know, Matt Damon had to make a statement a while back about how all of these movies now will be all inclusive and they'll have that thing about they have to do whatever to hire people from all different. When he made the Great Wall, the Great Wall of China movie, Mm -hmm. he made it in China. That was the movie he did before this. He actually made a big point of saying, I want to make global movies from now on. And that's how this movie feels. And that got from, came from that controversy of him saying that diversity was not an issue when they were doing Greenlight last time. Yeah, true. To that lady, that African-American lady who was talking about diversity. And he's like, you know, that's not important right now. And yeah. she's like, uh, what? And that got to be a thing. And now he flipped it on his... And now yeah, he's trying and that's to fine. overcompensate. <laughs> it feels a bit... Now... That's the thing, though. As a viewer, am I just feeling like it's overcompensating because everything is so bland? Right. You know, and this kind of stands out to me, but it seems very particular. Here is this percentage of African-Americans, this percentage of people who are um, Latino, and this percentage of white people. And we know that these people have all different accents. So we want, you know, Eastern European, Western European. We want everybody. So it's kind of like somebody made a list and said, do we have one of these? Do we have one of these? Do we have enough white people? Do we have enough people from California? I mean, it just seems like it felt that way. And maybe two generations after us, it won't feel forced because it'll just be natural, which is awesome. I'm all for it. Right. But knowing the backstory, it felt a bit like, uh, you know. But the one thing I do Gotta start give, somewhere, I guess. I give, the one thing I do give it props for is um, that, it, like I said to you, even though it's a, it's a Hollywood movie, it's a Paramount movie, and it's, you know, it has a fairly big budget, it doesn't come across that way. It comes across like a... Almost like an indie movie at times, even because, even though the budget's larger than that. Well, they should have had a bigger budget, so they could have done more big and small. But the ideas, <laughs> like this, like the second half of the movie, for instance, it's almost like they snuck a, they snuck a different movie into this movie. True. You know, because we want to we want to say this message, and that the the beginning half of the movie is the fun kind of Hollywoodish part of the movie, but then the second half of the movie is this other thing. Like, it's more of a reflection on life and all this kind of stuff, which it is. But it it's less high concept than the first half, even though it gets a bit cr- crazy towards the end. But it doesn't really... I don't know. It's like the plot... For me, the plot kind of goes... Drifts off a bit, like they do in the on the in the... You feel like you're tricked. You got lured in, just like the people getting lured in to be downsized. And then the reality 
sets in. See, that's another thing that I feel like got a little lost was that I thought, oh, the idea will be, and I'm not saying it needs to be predictable, but that they sell you on this concept and everyone who tells you how great it is is lying because they're getting an incentive or something is happening. And once you get there, it's absolutely not what you expected. Like, it really isn't. Not just, he kind of slowly uncovers that, you know, the idea of the um, the German guy, but he's not German in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that he's like, you know, I'm rich now and I'm bored and I'm a criminal, so I'm going to do criminal things and import things and I'm going to be like the the party guy and sort of like grime it up a bit. But then that doesn't go anywhere. Like, you don't ever see any other big crime syndicate or anything. And then you do meet the lady and the cleaning staff and the people who build the place because there has to be someone five inches tall to fix the bricks in a building that's only 10 inches tall. You know what I mean? Like, right. so they're all working there. It's not all about the rich. So then we go and see they're sort of like, instead of the other side of the tracks, which is everybody's phrase, it is literally the other side of the wall. So they have this, like a, it's like a shanty town, but it's built in, aren't those like shipping crates containers that yeah. they've built whole communities in where it's like the poor people. And yes, they're all like immigrants. So it's another statement, but there's not enough of that though. You kind of go, yeah, exactly. You go there, you see that everybody's living. It's not horrible or anything. It's just that they're just living. They're not trapped in the whole selfish, glossy sort of like, you know, the um, belly. Yeah, they are the, uh, they're just living. Like they got shrunk down, but nothing has changed. They're just little. (laughs) Yeah. So, but there's not enough of that. There's not enough feeling of like, what are you trying to say here? I get your superficial message that solving the problem of us polluting the earth by shrinking everybody down, that sounds all hippy dippy and wonderful, but that doesn't solve our problems. See, that's the message, but I don't feel it. That's I could have figured that out from very much less. And there's a lot of other things in the movie. I found myself thinking about them. But we, it was never shown right. The first thing is, when he arrives, they say to him, oh, yeah, there's a net over the top, you know, to because oh, yeah. you're only five inches, so, like, the sun would be super powerful, right? So the net is, you know, it will stop the UV rays hitting you so much. And, you know, then I was thinking, well, would it protect you from birds? And there was a little scene where I think it was a bird trapped in the net. But then I kept thinking... Well, you know, the regular-sized people, there's a whole bunch of people who have to, like, go along and pick up stuff off the net. You never see them, yep. No, and I kept thinking of that stuff, thinking, how cool would it be to see that? Like, it if it cut to the large world, and then you see people going about their daily business, like, making sure this place is cool and working properly. But it never goes anywhere like that. And it's unfortunate, because I think their overall messaging overrode the they kept going we don't want it to be that movie we don't want it to be you know attack of the puppet people or that whatever was what they Ma- yeah you could tell that was it we 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 are that movie at the beginning but like our message doesn't really apply to that it's almost like they only wanted to use that hook for the trailer <laughs> it's almost like that is the hook to get you in to see yeah. the message that the second half that's played. what i'm saying that's yeah. for the trailer so you can go oh one of those movies yeah yeah because it works on me, because I'm like, oh, I love people being shrunk. I love the idea. <laughs> in fact, I was watching it, and when they were shrinking them in that thing, and they were scooping them up, I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, there's this whole, there's this whole room. It's massive, and there's loads of dentists in it taking everybody, taking the regular sized people's teeth out, because 
If you had fillings, it would explode your head. Yeah, one of the things, yeah, is that, like, you have to... Because you're going in a giant kind of, like, microwave. To- Another... Th- I know we're, we sound like we're picking on it. And the problem with the movie, and I've said this so many times, if you've listened to any of our other, what, 500 podcasts, 528 others, that if I'm thinking of these things, you're not telling your story very well. Because if you're telling me the story or you're dazzling me, even if it's a shitty movie, I'm just completely in it because it's just crazy fun. Those are the things that will keep me distracted. If anything is mediocre, I'm thinking of something else. So what I also thought of was like, where do all these things get manufactured? Where do the little stoves and the little houses and somebody's making them? I thought that myself. The factory, there has to be a big normal factory where some of these things are getting manufactured and built because they're not getting built in leisure land because it's all perfect. There are no construction sites. There's nothing. So somewhere off, I would like to go into a factory like in um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when they go into the planet factory and you're just like, whoa, <laughs> like they're making a whole fact. I'd love to have seen just even a walkthrough, like if they're giving somebody a tour or something of the place where they're building all the stuff. When they were on the plane, and the, there's these regular-sized people and little people on the plane in two sections, and there's a lady in the little people, and she was just wearing a, a set of Sony headphones, and I, I just thought to myself immediately, so Sony now, outside there, have regular size and small size. They, yeah. They have, they have two plants, or... They make them at the same place. I kept thinking things. Yeah, like because that. he said only organic matter can get shrunk down. Now we're getting nitpicky. How? So that means you can't just make big headphones and put them in the machine and shrink no. them down. Someone so they have just to make manufacture them. small headphones. And I would love to have seen that side of it because that would have also addressed the fact that you're still wasting resources to make all the junk for the people, the headphones and the toys and the because everybody's got a fancy house and all the fancy stuff. And even if they're small. They still require a lot of resources. So I would like to have seen a some sort of like hint that the people selling everybody on the idea are full of shit. And they're like, hey, man, we can make so much money, but we have to tell them it's about the environment or something. I had to fill that in for myself. I loved in regular world at the beginning, they give you this like red box to put all your like keepsakes yeah. in. So and he's they walk in and he's got it under his arm. It's just like this red box. It's a particular shape. And I was looking at it. And I then, didn't figure that out either till no, they showed up. And then it shows up in Small World, and it's a it's a, like a U-Haul on the back of a truck, like a. It's the actual back of the truck, yeah. The actual back of the truck, but it's and then the then the like workmen start bringing out the wedding rings and stuff, which are giant in that world. I, I love things like that, but there really is not enough of that, right? A lot. But what there is is really like I was like, oh, that thing under his. Oh, that's what it is. So there was some stuff which was cool, but like I say, it's. A film of two halves, <laughs> really? It kind of and a big concept that gets lost along the way. Yeah, the first, the opening forty-five minutes, I think, are riveting. Like I was totally like, "Oh wow!" But then when it gets into what it is, and you know, Kristen Wiig's one of my favorites, and I was like, "You know what?" I thought as soon as I saw her, whatever this movie is, it's better now. Kristen Wiig's in it. <laughs> that's I un- think that's unreasonable. That. <laughs> I thought that. Like I thought. I really like Kristen Wiig, and there she is. And spoilers, <laughs> Kristen Wiig's not really a big part of this movie. She doesn't movie. last long. No. Um, you know what? It was almost at the mo- that moment that she was on the phone to him yeah. that it started to change the movie, just there. And I, and I was like, oh, this is not the movie I'm thinking anymore. 
And that's where I started to like go, oh. Another thing I'm that could have thrown in there would be like, like you've got the the people who've been shrunken down, and then regular sized people. Now you've got it so that it is like a like a zoo because obviously they've turned it into a spectacle. So it's like a Disneyland. People flock there like a tourist attraction to come and look at the city. But I also want to see some regular sized people who like can't afford it, but they've fallen in love with the little person. I know these all sound like tropes for movies, but again, I'm filling in some of the stuff that just reminds you of the big and the small and the difference and the challenges. And they're probably getting bored of me talking about it, but that's how bored I was of occasionally wanting more. I I mean, I, I was never bored in particular. I was just disappointed slightly by, the second half. That's all. Mm. That's all I can say. It just loses the downsizing part and becomes just a regular kind of drama. Like, that if you, yeah. you're only reminded every so often that they're small, <laughs> the characters you're talking to, we're talking, you're like. Oh. And that does, and the thing is, maybe they were being intellectual about it I think and saying, were. like, well, that doesn't inform the story, but it really does. Yeah, it does. It truly informs the situation. That this is the situation they're in, and every decision they make and everything impacts that is a huge impact. So, yeah. I think it was just a thing they missed. So, uh, moving on to the cast here, we have uh, Matt Damon is our star. Paul, how do you say his name? Because every nobody said his name right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Safranek, right? Safranek. Safranek. Somebody did say Safranek, and yeah, he had to keep. What was the um, deal about that? What, what was know. the plot point of that? I, I was trying to figure it I out. I don't know. I couldn't figure that out either. No, I was like, well, if they're making a point that nobody can get his name right, what is the point? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is he nobody? Like, he doesn't matter because right. nobody knows his name? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, Matt Damon, what do you think? I like Matt sometimes. Are you on first name terms? I, do, I am. Matt and I, me and Jason, we're good. <laughs> um, if it's Jason Bourne, I'm good up until a point, two and Two and then three starts to become Matt Damon instead of Jason Bourne. And in this one, he has a few moments where it's like, you know, but he's often just, um, I want to be normal man. And he does make an effort to make his belly poke out sometimes. Because he's supposed to be like middle-aging man, no kids, um, working hard for a living but not getting anywhere. And he's getting a pot belly. But I, I feel like he's... He's overdoing that a little bit, and he's a little bit bland. Let's be honest, and maybe that's the idea. The character's pretty bland, though, right? And and he yeah, does have true. A, he does kind and of. Then he's a genius because he fucking yeah. pulled it off. Yeah, I mean, he's like this bland guy, and then in the second half of the movie, he he kind of has a hippy dippy kind of awakening. Yeah, because right? he takes a druggy pill. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty obvious stuff. <laughs> yeah, but then nothing even happens. That scene was like kind of cool, but it also didn't do anything it was weird that no was it was just one. like um here's the part where he you know like when people go off and take that ay- ayahuasca stuff yeah and then they come back and they're like my life was changed it's kind of that moment for him but you're just supposed to figure that out for yourself yeah um it's so it's real on the nose kind of stuff i think and you know towards the end he gets really kind of contemplative and true you know so it's that kind of movie but i thought he did a good job i do like matt damon um, you do. And I did like him in this. It was different for him. Christoph Waltz plays Dusan Merkovic. 
I like Christoph Waltz. You know that you know that scene where he was just smiling when they slept together. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. That was so funny. Like, um, what do you think of Christoph here? He was good. I mean, he's often good. I feel so. like he's playing himself sometimes. Kind of. <laughs> Kind of like free and open and like, you know, he's the criminal guy who kind of realized he can take advantage of how boring it is there because yeah. like nothing happens. So he's the guy where you go like in the 70s, you imagine the wild druggy cocaine parties. He's that guy. I love the idea of I can take a Cuban cigar from real world. From, yeah, and make 200 and Cuban cigars. make 200 cigar. Cuban cigars <laughs> for the small people. <laughs> yeah. I loved all that idea. Like we can take a, a, a bottle of vodka from Big World and make and there's so much vodka to go around like we can just sell it on the black market here true so I loved all that but it's not capitalised on at all is it no in fact there's a scene in the trailer where you see them standing around that bottle of vodka that doesn't even exist in the movie which is and you were just waiting for that scene I was (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean you get to see the big bottles of vodka but I mean it's just a like a side note there's not really anything to it so um, I like Christoph Waltz in it, but I do often feel that he's just playing his kind of cheeky self. But, you know, it was... He's I'm kind sure of he wild. wouldn't appreciate that. Christoph, if you're listening, I apologize for my husband. Hong Chow plays Nyok Lan Tran. Fantastic. I think Seriously. she is the highlight of the movie. Absolutely. 100%. Um, her character and her, her character is... As we understand, as she unfolds and explains near the end, you know, her motivation for being what she is... She is essentially someone who was shrunk as a punishment and then shipped in a box to America, like, with a bunch of other, like, dissidents from Vietnam who the government didn't want around. So they just shrunk them down against their will and shipped them off. And then she survived and it was terrible and she lost her leg. And her motivation now is to help the downtrodden people. But she's not. She's just doing it. There's no big deal about it. She's thinking of the here and the now. And all of the other people in the other side of the wall who are living day to day or whatever. And so I like that. And she, when she gets to crying and tell, asking him about why he had sex with her, spoiler alert, um, I was just so moved. I thought she was really good. Yeah, she has like, um, she has a real journey, her character start to finish. You know, like... It's From not- the time you meet her until, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And when you meet her and she's very, like... Very bossy, bossy, and like you'll come with me, like immediately, like you come with me, you do this. What's this? She's trying to, you know, basically Matt Damon's like following her around, like <laughs> like he yeah. I don't even think he understands why he's like he just likes to help people because there is also this subplot, I guess, of in in the normal world at the beginning, Matt Damon works for Omaha Steaks, but he's like the guy who goes down the. He's an occupational therapist. Occupational therapist. He like makes sure that you're not getting a crick in your neck or you're yeah. working on the line for 12 hours. You're not, your back's not hurting. And ultimately he chooses to become small because it will make his wife happier. He does. And then her admission, again, we're spoiling this for you, but you should have watched the movie by now, is that she was only doing it to make him happy and therefore she bails. Right. But, I mean, this, um, her character, Nyok, she has a real arc to her from start to finish definitely you, know, you get to learn oh why is, why hasn't she got a four you know all those things that you get get to know along the way and again she is really it's it's quite tragic part of it you know that she was in this tv box 
She got shipped in a TV box with a yeah, bunch of Yeah, I just said that. I know you did, but I'm saying it's tragic. Yes. That she got shipped in this. When it showed you the TV box on the <laughs> on the news and the, the corner of the TV yep. box, a bunch of people had died in this TV box. These It's of, essentially talking about how people are human trafficking. Yeah. Yep, how yeah. they die inside of backs of trucks and, and in shipping containers. And how if we as people got this wonderful technology that shrinks people down and it's going to save the world and stuff. It might be used for that, but we would also fuck it up with our mm-hmm. horrible, you know, ness. So <laughs> Kristen Wiig play, plays Audrey, who's uh, Matt Damon's wife in this. And like I said, I love her in anything. And then she's in it for 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she really... When she says, I'm not, basically when she says, I'm not part of this movie, she isn't part of the movie anymore, is she? Like, that's it, the phone yeah. call. She's gone. You'll never see or hear from her again. So don't come into this, because the trailer will sell it you as a Kristen Wiig thing, because she's in a lot of the scenes in the trailer. She really isn't. Jason Sudakis is another thing. He's another face that you know from comedy movies. Plays Dave Johnson, a friend of Paul. But you see him in two or three scenes, yeah. right? You see him shrunken down in the real world at once and then you see they go to a party in in his backyard and that's really it he doesn't actually crop up again does he once the movie gets to the middle part it's like he disappeared and then finally I put down Udo Kier what did you think of him? it was fine I mean pretty neutral oh did you not like him a lot? which guy? Udo Kier yeah, he was just, he could have been anybody. I mean, he's fine, but his hook is the way he looks, and he's a little bit creepy. And he's like, and he's very intense, international. He's intense. Yeah. But he's just a criminal friend of our other criminal friend. Yeah. Christopher Walsh. Christoph like, <laughs> he's always there. He's like at his side. Exactly. All the time. Yeah. So he was fine. But um, yeah, that's the main cast. Um, pretty good cast. And I do think that that lady, the Vietnamese lady, who's not absolutely actually, the best thing in yeah, the movie. Yeah, she's the, actually the, the star of the movie for me. This is directed by Alexander Payne, who directed a movie that I absolutely love. It's called Sideways. And Sideways is a... It's a blast from the past. Yeah, Sideways is kind of sold to you as a comedy, but really it's something more than that. It's sold to you, if you watch the trailer for that, it's just sold as like a a road trip comedy. But when you watch it, it's like a life thing, isn't it? Like their lives are changing throughout this journey. Uh, And it's kind of poignant. Um more than what the trailer suggests. So perhaps that's this guy's thing. And the other one is The Descendants that he made, which I did not see, but it was nominated for an Oscar. Do you remember with George Clooney? The one on I never saw it. We never saw it, but um yeah, this guy is kind of a you know, drama guy usually. Like, you know, he's not this this movie's kind of high concept for him. So what do you think of this director, the actual direction of this movie? Um I think because of all the things I said the storytelling, missing out on some of the key things, um, even not backing up any of this with fake movie science or solid relationships other than the one he slowly builds with her. I don't know. I feel like he was taking, he was doing what I think, using the small thing as a hook to get across a message, and that clouded the quality and the execution of it being like a, quality movie experience so for once and i don't usually say this i don't know it could have been held handled differently in different hands probably 
Uh, and I would say... Well, most definitely it would be different, but I feel like he was blinded by a vision that kind of got stuck along the way. I would say Sideways is his um, movie. <laughs> the movie, I, I would rather watch Sideways, to be honest. It's an awesome movie. So extras, there are quite a few on this Blu-ray. They're separated into different sections. We watch the one on the special effects. See, this, the um, extra about the special effects... There was a lot more to those special effects than I think is on the screen. Yeah. Like they, they the t- effort was kind of wasted. Yeah, almost. It was like they I was like, oh, I just thought they filmed a little bit of green screen stuff and just like changed the size in like whatever they do, you know, <laughs> CGI thing. But like it was, they did a lot of stuff. Like they made big giant things for them to set, you know, they, they used the old tricks. And we didn't see Enough of it. I'm just going to harp on this because it's true. You are harping on I it. am harping. A lot of harping going on. I'm harping on this because it's true and I am right. So, yeah, there are a fair few extras um, and they do cover most of the topics. Uh, you can see how these special effects. And then there's a extra about, like, you know, they're basically telling you to recycle and stuff, right? Yep. That's what the whole movie's Which about. Which is what the movie's about. Yeah. <laughs> We're killing the planet. So remember, so. everybody, you're all killing the planet. Recycle. Be good. Put a bucket in your shower. You know when you. That yeah. was actually not a bad idea good if tip. you're trying to conserve water. Yeah, when you run the shower to get it hot at the beginning, we'll save that water in a bucket and use that water to water your plants. Yeah, because it has no soap or anything in it, and you do it does run. You know, it probably runs a gallon of water, half a gallon of water. In most cases. Now, that's I like to take a bath because I feel like that's more conservative. Than no, the I find deposit. not in my case because I instantly get in the shower. I don't actually wait. I just turn man. it on again. You are a man. <laughs> or maybe you're a woman. You are strong. You are tough. You're like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, that is the uh, movie, uh, Downsizing. It's available now from Paramount. And um, do we recommend it? I recommend it for a fun evening at the movies, yes. I do too, but like I say, it's a film of two halves, and I prefer the first half. So you might you might prefer the second half, but it does feel like a film of two halves. To you. Yeah, to me it does, yeah. So um, thanks to Paramount. Uh, next week's movie review will be the biggest movie of last year, I believe, but, uh, Marvel's Black Panther. So we'll be looking at that next week. And you know I love a Marvel movie. You do. So, uh, yeah, we'll be looking at their biggest one so far, Black Panther. Movie recommendations, I am going off the back of this movie. So my first one was, I was thinking of, like, a movie that has Matt Damon in it that I really enjoyed that is different from what he normally does. And that movie is Jerry. Remember that one? Yep. With his friend Ben Affleck? Correct, yep. I don't think a lot of people saw Jerry. It's a indie, you know, it was in the Miramax days back in a the... A lot of people would hate it. So let's not think it up. would. <laughs> But it re- I really like that movie. It is kind of ballsy and kind of indie and it's quite intense. I won't, I'm not even going to tell you what it's about, but it is pretty intense. It's about Jerry. Yeah, so Jerry. Uh, and my second one is I was thinking of a movie that the trailer sells you something different to what you get. And that would be a movie we watched recently called Mother, starring Jennifer Lawrence. Watch the trailer to that movie, and what you actually get <laughs> yeah. is not what that trailer promises you. It is something completely no. different. So, like this movie, you were kind of sold a different thing. Mother. 
It is very intense. It is. It's really good. And you? My recommendations will be... <gasps> where shrinking is important to the plot and to the story and to almost every scene. And even if it's not in every scene, it's implied, it's inferred, it's there, it's right in your face. And one of the most ones is Fantastic Voyage. I mean, you're going inside a human body. And I'm talking about the original and maybe the remake. I don't know. I don't think I saw it. There's also Inner Space. So I loved Inner Space, but it was more about them being shrunken inside the body and a little less about the comparison to big and small. But you are constantly reminded that Martin Short is inside, is shrunken down so small that he's inside Meg. Right. Meg Ryan, I think it is. Yeah, I think so. Um, my other one would be Bewitched, the television show, because many episodes... Because this was coming out, this is the 70s, coming off the age of, there were a lot, you said to me, there can't be that many movies. Yeah, there's a lot, and this TV show Honey, did I it. Honey, the Kids. Yeah, that's the 90s, but yes, yeah, that series, every, all of those. Inner so, Space. Bewitched, I just said Inner Space. Bewitched does this a lot, and they do it in that way where you can tell it's a big cardboard phone, or it's a big cardboard book, or uh, hair, hair rollers, but they're made out of, you know, they're not made to look perfectly to scale but you're just reminded of the smallness that that person has been shrunk in that case by magic and then i will also say the incredible shrinking man which we watched on Svenguli some time ago and uh, another one that looks really good and then i just talk about what that was from the 50s and then the one that i just posted a picture from um attack of the puppet people that one looks really good too and that's 1958 so there's a bunch of them for you all right, so uh, games and a Scully stuff. Uh, I finished God of War this week. Uh, I've, to I've told you all about it, right? Me, yeah, and them yeah. too. So I think they've they've heard enough. I haven't told you about it because I hadn't finished it last week, had I? You told me all about it, but you've told them all about it. I did not finish God of War last week. I, I understand, it this but you've told them a lot about it. All right, so we will <laughs> leave that one out. <laughs> I'm not saying leave it out. I'm just saying be mindful of how much you've talked about it because you love it. No, I don't want to tell them about it. I don't want to tell them about the ending, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, true. Um, but, suffice to say, the game is a 10 out of 10, easily. I, I finished it and watched the end credits, and I'm still playing the game. Like, you can go back <laughs> into the game at the end, and you can actually level up and try and get this, like, best armor in the game, and there's lots of more fights that you can do that you didn't do in the game. But the actual story... Um, Start to finish, I thought was awesome, this journey with your boy. And there's some revelations towards the end, which I won't spoil, which are worth playing through. Um, game is really long. I think it took me 45 hours to complete. And I'm not complete fully, but the story itself. It is an amazing, amazing game. And that ending is just like, it's the icing on the cake. They do something at the end, which is like, woo, woo. That is, it makes you think... I can't wait to see what they do next with God of War because there's a lot they can do with it. I mean, they've done Greek mythology. Now, now they did Norse and maybe they'll go somewhere else next. But uh, yeah, there's a lot to it. My other thing is, um, yeah, by God of War, PS4. We watched uh, the first eight, no, maybe seven episodes of Cobra Kai. Hmm. What's Cobra Kai, Sid Talk? Cobra Kai. It is a dojo for karate from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> it is from the karate kid, of course, or just karate kid from the 80s. We have our hero and our bad guy 
30 years later, all grown up, Cobra Kai is now, again, a dojo where they're teaching kids to do karate. And um, I think it's really fun and good. I mean, it's we're not talking about high quality acting in every single scene or anything, but it, and it's it kind of like I said, we're going to be the last generation I think who fully accepts when this is an example of one thing that happens is that Johnny, the bad guy from the movies, decides that his students need to toughen up, and so he has one of the students punch them all in the face. <laughs> Now, we can laugh at that because, first of all, we understand his motivation, and we also understand that's not reality. We wouldn't want a teacher to do that. But his idea is, if you're going to be afraid of something, you need to know what you're going to be afraid of. Because they're being bullied at school, and he wants to toughen them up. And he does it in the wrong way. We know that. Yeah. And yet, we're not shying away from it. And that's how we were brought up on movies where it was a a little more rough and tumble. It's not always good. No. But, but I get it. He throws a kid in the pool with their hands tied and says, you're going to have to kick with your legs. And then he's standing on the top and you can tell he thinks, shit, I might drown this kid. But then he's yelling at the kid to kick his legs, you know, so. But it's really it's really fun. And it I think it has the spirit of the movies, even though I didn't watch the movies 500 times like you did. That might be an exaggeration. I watched the movies a lot. A lot. So for the original actors to be back, it's, it's really the, like, you watch Karate Kid and you watch Karate Kid 2. This is the sequel to those, you know? Yeah. It's it's the same kind of You're quality. skipping out of number three? Yeah, I, I really don't like number three. I don't think number three even... It doesn't register in this show, does it? Really? Daniel's in, no. in the third one, slightly. But it's kind of a different thing. I think one and two is where it's at. And this kind of is just a sequel to one and two, 30 years later. It plays like a network TV show a bit, I think. Even though it does go, you know, there is some swearing and stuff in mm-hmm. it. But it plays more kind of family-ish, I think. Very family. The idea is about family and friends and in a, being in a world where you can't always be super sensitive because there's always an asshole who's going to come along and try to knock you down because of something about you. And also, those assholes weren't born to be assholes. Right. And it's not an excuse. We're not being we're not being given like open carte blanche to feel super bad for Johnny or anything, but it start, it gives you a clue that leads people to choices and behaviors. And I think it just kind of wraps it up up nicely. And they do have the rights to the movies, so there are many clips from the movies in the show, which I think strengthens the you know, the bond to the movies. It also uses a lot of the eighties songs oh, yeah. from the from the movie itself. And, you know, recurring characters from the movies. They do a they do a scene with Mr. Miyagi's grave, which I thought was awesome. It was really good because he must have known him for real. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But you know, Daniel goes to visit Mr. Miyagi's grave and then it shows you the clip where Mr. Miyagi from the and it really tugs at your heartstrings. It's like, oh this is that was the you know, that's like the ultimate. Mr. Miyagi was a badass. Do you remember the scene in the original movie where Mr. Miyagi just kicks like Johnny's whole gang's ass? No. <laughs> Johnny's gang are like bullying um, Daniel. And Mr. Miyagi just turns up. They're all dressed as skeletons. It's, it's fancy dress night. And he just kicks all of their asses. He's an old man. Like a 70-year-old I man. love how committed you are to this being like real. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's real. It's real. It's real. 
But yeah, I really like, I think it's an awesome show. I didn't expect it to be quite as good as it is. It's, I'm just enjoying every minute of it. There's three episodes left and I just want to watch it all. So that's Cobra Kai. It's only available on YouTube Red. YouTube Red is like YouTube's subscription service. Now, interestingly enough, if you've never tried their free trial for YouTube Red, you can try it for 14 days for free, which is easily enough time for you to watch this whole show. So anybody can really watch this show for free, really, thinking about it. So it's on YouTube Red. Just go on YouTube and search for Cobra Kai. You'll find it. The first two episodes are actually free for anybody. You don't even need to sign up. So you can give the first two episodes a watch, and I guarantee you, you'll want to watch the rest of it. So that's Cobra Kai. It's on YouTube Red. What's for dinner, Sid Talk? Jimmy John's. <laughs> it's not an advertisement. It's the truth. Yep. Because I don't have to get out of the car, and I don't even have to put my shoes on. So nice. That's what we're having. I asked you what you wanted. You said Jim. That means Jimmy John's. So there you go. It is. And my advice yes. is to learn how to say no, but thank you for asking or you know, but appreciate the offer. I'm not a super sociable person, even though I do make an effort. The older I get to involve myself with some events and things and friends and whatnot. But just the other day I was, went, I call it going home, even though this is home, but it's three hours away. So that's where I was raised. And that's where all my, most of my friends all live and family. So go up home and enjoy going to have like a beer in the afternoon and chips and salsa with my best friend and out in the sun. She's in the sun. I'm under the umbrella. We're laughing and talking and whatnot. And then end up going to supper with my mom and my sister and then to a play where my nephew is and chit-chatting with the girlfriend or nephew's girlfriend. And then they came over and visited for a while. Then the next morning get up and I'm kind of ready to move on, like come back home. And yet my friend's like, oh, we're going to go over to this bar for the afternoon and a whole bunch of people are coming. And I'm like, she goes, and she said, I know it's not your thing, but it would be really fun. And I said, I really appreciate that you would like me to be there, but you know, I wouldn't have a great time. She's like, nope, I know you wouldn't. So I'm able to say without in my mind going, oh, I better go because she asked me and then be miserable and possibly make other people miserable because I'm not that much fun. and I don't have a great sense of humor. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I know myself. I'm not. When I'm not in it, like if I'm not fully in the moment to just chill out and have a good time, I'm not gonna. I, I, I've tried for 50 years. It doesn't work. So other people ask you to do things, go places, let's have lunch. And if you really aren't into it or you don't even think for a moment, well, right this minute, I don't feel like it, but maybe by Tuesday, you know that you can kind of gauge yourself sometimes. But it's fine to say... I'm really not in the mood, or right now I'm just really not into it, but I really do appreciate that you thought of me or that you would like me to be there. Um, you know, ask me again. Because some people, they'll be like, well, fine, then I'll never ask you to anything. Well, fuck them. If that's the kind of person they are, why would you want to hang out with them? But most of your real friends who are real human beings and real grown-ups, even the 10-year-old friends you might have who are more mature than your 40-year-old friends, will say, I totally get it. I don't want you to be miserable and have a bad time just because I expect you to be there. So be, learn how to say no, but thank you. Nice. Thank you. So uh, you can listen, You can catch our website, sayscully.com, sidtow.com. You, have you done anything on sidtow.com since you renewed it all? <laughs> no. 
It's no. the same. It's got you're some not going to put your portfolio of images on there or something? Well, I'm compiling, so I'm learning some photography stuff, so I don't know what would make an actual good portfolio yet, so. All right. So, yeah, don't go there if you don't want. You can. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on the uh, Google Play Store, the iTunes Music Store, aschoolie.com. Click on the word podcast. You can find all the subscription links there. We're even on YouTube and uh, TuneIn. If you've got an Amazon device, say your trigger word. You know, the one that rhymes with Bexa, a Bexa. Say that and then say, listen to After the Show Movie Podcast on TuneIn. It will play you the latest episode. You can also email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She really can't stand any of you. <laughs> That's not accurate. And finally, I want to say, stay classy, Mr. Matt Damon, a very classy fellow. And I'm going to say think for yourself, because if you don't do it, someone will do it.